0: Yeah, so we put the energetic signature of, or the essence of Shungite in the FLFE environment and have it direct out to any incoming EMF sources that are coming towards the property that are consciousness-lowering. So 5G routers, satellites, radar, your neighbor's Wi-Fi, everything that comes onto the property is mitigated,
1: is harmonized. I'm Luke Story. I've been working on my health for a long time, really dialing in the diet, the lifestyle, the whole thing. And one of the toughest hurdles for me to get over has been my gut health. Digestion issues, heartburn, constipation. I don't wanna get too graphic here, but it's like the missing link for me. Until I found Just Thrive Probiotic, that is, and that's why I'm so happy to share them with you as our sponsor today. These guys make a probiotic that actually works. It's got 100% survivability. It's vegan, non GMO, soy free, dairy free, sugar free, salt free, nut free, gluten free, crappy free. It's awesome. It's clinically proven for leaky gut, and they have nine other ongoing human clinical trials. It's a really powerful way to support your immune system and your brain because your brain depends on the health of your gut and the neurotransmitters that your gut produces. So if you want to get rid of that uncomfortable bloating, embarrassing gas, leaky gut, all those issues that so many of us suffer from, you definitely want to get over to thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. That's thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. Of course, we've got a hookup for you. If you use the code Luke15, you're going to save 15% off your entire order. That's thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. Check it out and have some happy digestion. That, my friends, is the sound of me popping open a cold can of Olipop. Now, like most kids that grew up in the 70s and 80s, I used to chug me some soda. I had no idea at the time, nor would I have cared, that it was extremely toxic and loaded with sugar and all sorts of other chemicals. So, when I got into health 20 years ago, I had to give up soda. It was a sad day, and I knew that diet soda was even worse, probably because of the aspartame and all the other fake sweeteners and whatnot. it was a sad day when I had to put down my soda can. So I was relinquished to the occasional sparkling water when it came to a fizzy drink. Enter onto the scene today, Olipop, as my new healthy alternative to soda. Now it tastes just like the sodas I grew up with, but without the spoonfuls of sugar and artificial chemicals. They've got some delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and my current favorite, strawberry vanilla. Olipop uses functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit your digestive health. What's awesome about Olipop is that it's much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar, from natural sources, so no added sugar. Their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola that has 39 grams of sugar. So just for comparison, that's how crazy this gets. And and all their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. So if you're ready to check out some Olipop, here's what's up. We've got an exclusive deal for Lifestylist Podcast listeners. You're going to receive 20% off, plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. This is a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. So go to olipop Dot com slash Luke or use the code Luke at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P drinklollipop.com slash Luke. This discount is valid for their variety pack. So get your hands on some Olipop and enjoy the soda that you had to give up without wrecking your health. I'm going to tell you what, straight up, I am so excited to share today's episode number 316, Turn Your Home Into a Temple with Focused Life Force Energy, featuring Clayton Stedman and Jeffrey Stegman. Now, Clayton was on the show last week where we talked all about the work of Dr. David R. Hawkins and the scale or map of consciousness. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that episode to create some context for what we're going to be covering today. That said, you're here, you're listening, let's do this. This is an incredible story of a shared mission and the discovery and marriage of two absolutely groundbreaking technologies. In this conversation, we're going to be discussing something called FLFE, or Focused Life Force Energy, which I've been using on my home, my phone, and even my business for the past couple months. I even have the FLFE service turned on at my current location in Sedona, Arizona, from which I'm recording this soundbite. To mitigate any EMF coming from the devices inside the home or nearby cell towers, etc., as well as just keeping the level of consciousness super high at this location, which feels incredibly grounding and cozy out here in the middle of the desert. So I'm a huge fan of this service. You're going to learn more about it. This is not a commercial, by the way, it's starting to sound like that. I'm like, this sounds like a commercial. Uh, It's not. (laughs) It's just, I discovered something super dope. And my job is to discover these things and share them with you. So here's a little story of how this synchronicity between these two gentlemen happened. In 2008, these two guys met through a mutual friend. They were both working on uh, accessing and utilizing high consciousness fields. Jeffrey Stegman was creating high consciousness fields in cultures and cultures in business. And Clayton Stedman, as a coach in business as a spiritual path, was creating high consciousness fields for healing the human mind, body, and spirit. So they came together with an inventor who had devoted his life to creating free energy for humanity. Now, although he did not create a free energy device he had discovered a way to redirect and focus large amounts of life force energy, also known as subtle energy or chi, on an object. Between Jeff's experience in engineering and Clayton's knowledge and extensive practice in consciousness kinesiology and the Hawkins map, they re-engineered the original device to broadcast a high consciousness field to specific locations around the world. Now, at first, Clayton and Jeffrey used the device and associated technology to raise consciousness around the world as a public service project. Then, as they were able to increase the power available and the ability to positively affect a property, they brought the consciousness-raising technology to the public as Focus Life Force Energy, or FLFE. Today, after an additional 10 years of research, thousands of customers, and hundreds of testimonials, Jeffrey and Clayton are expanding the process of developing public awareness, Of this unique consciousness raising technology, which is the whole purpose of this conversation between these two extremely benevolent, kind, awesome dudes. Here's a little sample of what we cover in this episode the map of consciousness and the significance of the numbers, how kinesiology or muscle testing works, how they discovered the mysterious technology that came to be FLFE, what makes a sacred site special. How FLFE raises the consciousness of your home or business. The relationship to Nikola Tesla's free energy technology. How FLFE works on your cell phone even when it's off. Totally crazy, but it does. Geopathic stress and ley lines and how they disrupt the energy field of location or a home. Then we talk about how my HRV scores and deep sleep went up since I applied the FLFE service to my home. We get into the scientific evidence and experiments that support FLFE's effectiveness. The boost feature on the service and why I use it every single time I record a podcast. In fact, right before I started this recording of this intro, I did a boost on the property where I'm recording from right now, just because why not? We also talk in depth about the EMF mitigation feature and why it helps. Then, how Clayton tested all of the EMF products I promote, and all but one proved to be effective. So, I, of course, removed that from my site. And we talk about whether or not placing Shungite on EMF emitting devices actually works. And finally, the various FLFE subscriptions you can enroll in. Now, chances are by the end of this episode, you're going to want to try this service. They've got a really cool 15-day free trial. You don't have to put in your credit card, nothing. You just sign up, turn the service on at your home and see how you feel. It's pretty rad. So I'm going to go ahead and give you that link now. It's flfe.net slash Luke. That's flfe.net slash Luke. This will also be, of course, in the show notes on your podcast player Or in today's email if you got that. But I highly recommend you check out their 15-day free trial experience. It's pretty awesome. And there is literally zero risk. And if you turn it on and you're feeling really good, please give me some feedback. Because I know I feel it. We feel it in my home when I travel and I turn the service on. But I like hearing people that have never tried anything like this and just to see the difference. So try out that free service at flfe.net slash Luke and let me know how it goes. All right. That said, let's go ahead and jump into this fascinating conversation with these two kind and wise men who are doing their part to uplift humanity when we need it most. Enjoy the show and please, by all means, share it with some friends. All right. So we're here with Jeffrey from FLFE.net. For those of you that listened to the show last week, you will have already heard my two-hour conversation with Clayton about the levels of consciousness and the work of Dr. David R. Hawkins. And I think, guys, this is the first time I've ever done intentionally kind of a two-part episode and just front-loaded it that way. Uh, Oftentimes, I find that I'm so passionate and curious about the topics and the guests that are experts in those topics that my podcast go two or three hours. I thought the one I did with Clayton yesterday would probably be an hour. We come back on, do an hour with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So geeked out that it was a two hour show. So of course, in the intro, I'm going to really highly recommend people go back and listen to that for context. And then, you know, we'll do our thing today and really go into the work that you all are doing together based on the initial discoveries that Clayton made. And I'm sure you've um, shared in Discovering on Your Own, Jeffrey. So here we are. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having us, Luke.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I've listened to, I think, every podcast you two have done, Mm. which is something I always do. I either... I won't say I read people's books, I have to be honest, often I skim them for cliff notes because I just don't have time before the interview to sit down and read the book or listen to their audiobook. And there's something funny about listening to guest podcasts before is I hear some really great questions and answers. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I don't want to repeat those same questions because it'd be boring because they could just go listen to your other podcasts. And I want mine to be the most special and unique. <laughs> that said... <laughs> um, There are just certain things we have to cover that you guys have covered before. And so I think what I'd like to start with is either one of you really, um, you know, that wants to take this and run with it. As I said, I talked a lot uh, about it with Clayton yesterday in that episode, but if you could explain the map of consciousness uh, and who David Hawkins was. People have heard me talk about him a lot, but I'm sure some people will be unfamiliar. And just a basic overview of the, the David Hawkins model and the scale or map of consciousness, just as a starting off point for those that haven't yet heard what would have been last week's episode with Clayton.
0: You want me to pick that? I'll just pick that one up, Jeff, because I usually sure. talk about the map. Um, yeah. yeah. So David Hawkins uh, was a psychologist, uh, had a practice in New York City and had an experience well a couple of experiences in his life where he had a very high consciousness um, um yeah he had a high conscious experience i mean he went into a snowbank as a young man almost died went into an extraordinary state and yesterday luke we talked about the level of consciousness he was born at he was born very high about as high as a person can be born and um he went through his period of being an atheist as a younger man and had a, an alcohol issue with, uh, along with his professional career as it was developing. Uh, he had an experience uh, in his late 30s where, well, he had, he had an experience uh, in his late 30s when he went into an, ec- an ecstatic state and participated in the world for a few more years after that. So just a, that's a bit of his kind of spiritual background, which is a little different than we talked about yesterday. But what he's really known for is his development of the map of consciousness and his pioneering work in kinesiology. He discovered that kinesiology or muscle testing is a non-local phenomena. So if Luke was testing supplements in his uh, Zen Den, I think it's called, <laughs> if he was a good kinesiologist, he could test if that supplement was good for me or Jeff, or any of your listeners. So that's one example of using kinesiology as a non-local phenomena. Once he discovered that, after a couple of years, he started doing research into that phenomena, wrote a book uh, called, or wrote uh, an analysis of kinesiology called qualitative and quantitative analysis. A lot of people don't talk about that. It's a pretty dry technical review of the procedure and process that he went through. To refine the protocols and verify the efficacy of kinesiology. Uh, Out of that, he created the Hawkins map of consciousness, which we'll be talking about today. It is uh, a a map from one to infinity. Uh, Each level of consciousness has a microwatt of electricity associated with it that you can calculate um, or you can do the math on that. The, The formulas in the back of Um, power versus force, right near the consciousness compensation chart, which we didn't talk about yesterday, Luke. That might be an interesting one to talk about today. One to a thousand is the human domain. 200 is integrity. 500 is love. The transition, as we talked about yesterday, Luke, below 200 to above 200 is um, the most significant transition typically for people. And the other large transition is going from uh, 499 to over 500. So the 400s are reason. So just quickly the map 50 is shame, 100 is fear, 150 is anger, 200 is courage, 250 is neutrality, 3350 is willingness, 400 is reason, 500 is love, 600 is peace, 700 is the beginning of enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. it's, lo- it's logarithmic. So one point, uh, like 210 is 10 points higher than 2.9. I will think I'll just leave it at that, unless you want to
1: know more. Oh, that's that's great! And I'm gonna for our viewers here <laughs> uh, that want to see the map you just referred to. You always you always nail it with flying colors. Uh, I, I I've had this thing for years, and I've yet to memorize uh, the various <laughs> levels and numbers. But people can find the map of consciousness easy online. You can search Hawkins' map of consciousness and. Just uh, click on images and you'll find the map. I've, I downloaded a bunch of them at some point and, and actually laminated them like this one just to keep them nearby so that during the day I have a benchmark of where I want to be. And um, it's, it's, a, it's been a huge gift in my life. You know, the teachings and this specifically just to understand, you know, what the what the goal is. If you so choose a goal of higher consciousness and enlightenment, which is of course my ultimate goal, um, it's good to see, you know, the the end point. It also helps me when I look at the year 2020. And I think, (laughs) God damn, how many times do I have to come back here and go through this mess with these idiots? Um, Anyway, so what, explain perhaps, Jeff, your introduction to uh, Hawkins' work and your experience with it or perception of it.
2: Well, I was introduced to it by Clayton. I was working with Clayton. uh, He was coach for me, consciousness coach. And uh, in my... Business and personal life, I always have a coach. You know, I always feel like there's a lot to learn and there's, there's many more perspectives. Um, I was working with a coach in Vancouver and we were working on business, kind of meaning and purpose in business. And uh, we got to a point, he said, I can't take you any further. I'd, I'd like to introduce you to Clayton. So we started um, working together, measuring my level of consciousness in all the different areas of my life. And using that um, as a personal growth tool and also to, to grow the business and to grow the consciousness of the business culture. So, you know, as that was very exciting for me, I, I've been working um, with Ken Wilber's work in spiral dynamics, which is another scale of consciousness. Um, and that perspective is really sort of individual and societal at large. What was really exciting about, Hawkins' work was that it's everywhere, you know, that it's fields of consciousness that we experience all the time. And, and this, you know, we kind of go without saying, but this one to infinity or one to a thousand, you know, it indicates there's no zero, right? So there, there's consciousness everywhere It exists all around us all the time. And so that, that effect of say, a culture and a business or, just walking down the street and going into a place that just doesn't feel right. Right. Feels, you know, low. So there's that feeling in the body of that tension and start looking, you know, over your shoulder, like what, you know, watching your back versus going into a cathedral or a mosque or a synagogue or somewhere where there's been a lot of prayer and that uplifting feeling. And so Hawkins work and, you know, working with Clayton, it just explained that, you know, okay, this is, you know, these fields are everywhere, and I'm walking through my day-to-day life, and now, now I understand it. To yeah. so That's, I me, mean, it, was, it was like the personal application of the Hawkins map is the way I really approached it, you know, for my own personal development, day-to-day life, not as much as it's kind of an academic pursuit.
1: Yeah. I love uh the fact that you mentioned that you always have a coach, you know, one of my coaches, and I don't think he shared this with me so that I kept him as a coach because he wasn't getting paid. He was more of a mentor of sorts, but he said, Luke, show me a man that seeks his own counsel and I'll show you an idiot. That <laughs> <laughs> of fact, you know, basically saying like, even the most developed people should have at least one person. They just check stuff by, you know, uh, here and there, right? Whether even sometimes whether that's a lawyer or, you know, someone that has an expertise outside of your realm. So I, I really appreciate your humility in that. And and what a fortuitous um, you know choice that was for you to make, obviously, because look at the great work you guys are doing in the world. You're making a huge contribution. So I think as we go into the FLFE technology, it's like, I'm not apologetic when, when I do this podcast. I just tell it like it is, say what I think, say what I feel. But I also want to cast as wide of a net for people as possible because I realize that there are uh those folks that are just fundamentally wired to be more skeptical, to be more left-brain, analytical, scientific, data-driven people. And uh I appreciate that as well. I mean, you know, I was having well clayton was gracious enough to calibrate a few of the things that i sell on my site or i don't sell anything actually but just that i link to on my site that i promote and i you know i i go through every site with a fine tooth comb and look for anything that seems out of integrity funky unbelievable so i i'm skeptical i think in a healthy way but when it comes to the world of energies i've had so many profound otherworldly spiritual experiences that defy all logic in the newtonian realm they're just outside of that realm how do i know it's real how do i know it's true because it's experiential i was there i felt it i saw it i heard it you know however my senses perceive that experience so i love to meet people on both ends of that spectrum there are many people that you know walk around holding crystals and think they have magic powers I'd be a little skeptical of that. I don't know if they do, you know. But on the other hand, I know when I pray something happens in my life that's very positive and it's it's too uh, pronounced to be strictly placebo. Mm-hmm. So, I just guess that's just a preface as we move into some of the more esoteric elements of working with energy, which is essentially what you guys do. So, I'm all in. I've I, you know, didn't even do the 15-day free trial of the FLFE service, which of course we're going to describe. I just bought the year, I bought it from my mom's house, I bought it from my business, I did my phone, I did my partner Allison's phone. I'm just intuitively, I just said, this is real, I'm doing it. And it's been amazing. I'm a huge super fan at this point already. So uh, I don't need convincing, nor, you know, are you guys out to convince anyone either, but I'd love to for you to share. The fundamental basics of focus, life force, energy, and how you came upon the technology that has enabled you to transmit energy to remote, non local places to up level the energetic field there.
2: Let me just start and hand it off to you, Clayton. Sure. It's a big question. Mm
1: hmm. It was perhaps the longest question in this. <laughs> it's a question. It's a question sandwich, that one. I'm about to 20 minutes into this question. Uh, but there's just, you know, there, I have a lot of enthusiasm about this and I want to really reel in the people that are like, wait, where's the data? And I know you guys do have data and studies and things that I want to talk about later, but give us just an overview of this phenomenon of being able to focus energy at different places. It's fascinating. Yeah. what... V
2: is doing what we've discovered is a way to activate a high consciousness field. So, a high consciousness field is is you know an area, defined area that is at a higher level of energy available, you no know, higher vibration than, let's say, the surrounding area by by a substantial amount, and. You know, as I approach this, like I approach kinesiology, it was my personal experience, and as you mentioned, you know, these nonlinear experiences are that, you know, their experiences, is you know, what happens when you think of someone. So we believe that FLFE functions very much the same way human consciousness functions. And there there is a device, there's an S- FLFE system um, that is creating a quantum resonance with a location or an object based on a unique identifier so the way it works is very much like if you think of someone so you think of your mother so we believe you're activating a field at your mother you know you're uniquely identifying her in your mind you're activating a field around her and then what you're holding you know the emotion you have at the time she's She's feeling, or it's in that field for her to feel, you could say. And we experience that when we think of someone and they call us on the phone. So someone has thought of us, they're maybe looking up our phone number. we th- they've activated a field, we're thinking of them. They dial us. And so that connection is there. And that quantum resonance is seen in twin studies, in you know, mothers and children's studies, where you know, child gets hurt or is in danger and the mother knows instantly, you know, it doesn't matter where it is in the world, it's instant connection, but there's this consciousness quantum connection occurring. And that is what FLFE is doing. And so in this FLFE system, the unique identifier is uh, coordinates or a legal address, and that field is activated in that location. And we did that recently with IONS, Institute of Noetic Sciences. We activated a field. We had identifiers for their building, their address, a particular room in their building. And we activated a field inside a Faraday cage uh, room, double Faraday cage. uh, And they were able to see the the change in the room based on random number generators that were in that room. So So it's a little bit.
1: I can pass it off to you, Clayton. Dude, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Because that's one of the things I wanted to cover uh, earlier. I know y- y- you had some testing done by someone that works at the Joe, with Joe Dispenza at his events in a quantitative capacity. I want to cover that too. But I find this one in particular very interesting because I didn't realize that the test had been done inside a Faraday cage. So they're putting this this random number generator inside a Faraday cage, meaning no energetics can get in or out of there uh, that are particle, I guess you could say, right? Or wave. Mm -hmm. Or wave. Oh yeah. Or wave for that matter, because you couldn't pass like an RF signal through a Faraday cage. So there's no electromagnetic stimuli that's able to get in and affect that random number generator. Like if you put, you know, something in a, paper box and then put it next to a cell tower, you know, it would be affected. random number generator would mm-hmm. likely be affected some way, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this isolated uh, generator inside the Faraday and then you programmed the FLFE energetics onto that and it had an effect on their random number generator. Do you know what the effect was or how they quantify that?
2: Well, it's not a simple, it's not a simple effect. You know, we're talking about Nonlinear, perhaps multidimensional, is how they partly how they they explained it. Uh, what they saw were waves passing through the room. This was four random number generators, one at each corner, and then internally in each number generator, there were there were uh, internal number generators, multiple ones. So they would look at all this data and you expect it to all be random. Uh, but what they saw were, you know, non-randomness happening between random, between number generators, you know, like across the room. So there was like a way, a multi-dimensional wave, something you know, connecting those, and then also within.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And what's this nomadic sciences uh, organization? What's what's the premise of their work? What kind of things do they do?
2: IONC, Institute of Nomadic Sciences, based in Petaluma, California. And their focus is uh, science and spirituality, you could say.
1: I think this is such a fascinating emergence of the realms of science and spirituality right now. The work of Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza, two gentlemen I'm so fortunate to have had the opportunity to interview on the show. Uh, which I'd encourage people to go back and listen to if they're if they have any trouble grasping the future of our conversation today because they do a really great job of explaining quantum physics in a relatable way. But man, I I went to a Joe Dispenza um, week long retreat. I think I'm going to go to one actually again this year. There's it's like two minute walk from my dad's condo in Florida, so I thought I must meant uh, be meant to be there. But the way he broke down this non-physical realm in just such exquisite simplicity was so moving and just changed my entire perspective and answered so many questions about experiences I've had in meditation, sitting with spiritual teachers in in a high field, uh, plant medicine experiences, all these sort of otherworldly transformative moments in life that I just couldn't explain rationally i think the the work that you guys are doing and the work of those teachers and, and, and researchers and the like the place that you just mentioned is so important right now because I don't know. I remember when science and spirituality were arch enemies. There were there was no crossing those lines. If you couldn't see, tuss, touch, taste, feel, etc., it wasn't real, you know. And now even science is leaning more into the realm where well, we don't know. Let's explore. And so I just I get really excited when I hear about people doing that kind of research and and at Dispenses event there was And there was a team of people, there must have been 50 people, scientists, researchers, etc. in the back of the room doing brain scans and HRV and blood tests and all sorts of things just to really determine the effect of that field of consciousness in the building and through the practices of the meditation, the breathing, etc. to see the effect it's having in a quantifiable way. And I think what's so cool about that is then you can also, as you guys are doing and we're going to learn more about, then you can fine tune the protocols and modalities to keep increasing the power of the practices, right? Otherwise, it's just like, I don't know. Did you feel that? Yeah, I think I feel pretty good. It's just so much subjective and guesswork and placebo. But when it's quantifiable in the spiritual realm, I think that's really the future. I'm so excited about that. Um, do you have anything to add, Clayton, on, on the FLFE technology in terms of how it works or what the uh, you know, delivered benefits are, et cetera? Well,
0: speak to the studies a little more. We also had uh, IONS do an executive brain function analysis on people in an FLFE environment. And there was an improved executive function in the brain better concentration, longer duration of concentration. So that was another data point to prove that these high consciousness fields are the one that is created by FLFE is actually beneficial in multiple different ways. Uh, One of the people in the back of the room at the Joe Dispenza events was uh, a lady named Melissa Waterman. She used a gas discharge visualization camera Well, she worked with him for years. I'm not saying she does it anymore. I don't think she does, actually. And uh, the gas discharge visualization camera is a specialty device that measures subtle energy. And because the subtle energy involved with FLFE is hard to measure with uh, certain types of instruments, we had to go to something designed for that application. And so we have an evidence page on our website where Melissa's research is, is done. And it shows a change in the entropy uh, or chaos in an environment. there's reduced chaos in an FLFE environment. so there's uh, you know we're gathering more evidence all the time and there's you know there's some pretty solid data points there for people who need uh, to go you know they go they, if they need to go through the scientific route or through the analytical route to to be able to trust it or or they want to do that before they experience it, then we have that evidence available and it's it's growing all the time.
1: Yeah, I was looking through the uh, resources uh, department there on the site and I saw something else where there were some experiments done growing spinach and wheatgrass and things like that. Could you explain what those are? I find always those to be very compelling. Any like animal studies, obviously, Animal studies that aren't hurting the animals. Um, some of the EMF devices that I uh, promote, for example, they'll do experiments where they project a field, a scalar field, uh, over a dairy farm or a chicken coop, and then they analyze the nutrient density of the milk, of the fats, of the eggs, uh, and that eliminates any chance for placebo. As would obviously watching the growth of plant A in front of a Wi-Fi router versus plant B, et cetera. So. I really like the non-human stuff, so I'm curious about what those two uh, concluded with.
2: Yeah, that was um, so we did plant experiments. We used uh, growing in water, um, so there was always plenty of water available, so there wasn't a limitation in water um, because what we saw was increase in germination by about 50% of the seeds and then about a 30% increase in the growth, the, the, uh, the, the length. The length of the leaves uh, is how we measured it. So uh, we saw that two experiments. There's more, more to come. There. Uh, we want to get a third party. This is experiments we did ourselves. Um, and the next step is a third party to do to do that. But it goes it goes back to the benefit. You know, why have a high consciousness field? And you know, you can look to Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. Prana there, chi in Chinese medicine, where this subtle energy is such an important part of health. You know, having this energy and Clayton maybe could share later the where we get our energy for our body. It's not just food. You know, that this environment that we're in, we're pulling in this life force energy, this chi, prana, and just having more of it means the body has more to work with. You know, you just have a bigger check, to do the renovations with. And um, that is, you know, the first benefit of a high consciousness field. And it may be the reason why if people go to pilgrimage places that these miracles can happen where people get healings and they recover from the disease. You know, they're in a high consciousness field at a, at a pilgrimage. You could explain that as yeah. well as some of the intentions in the field.
1: That's a really interesting correlation there. It's, uh, I find it to be unlikely that you have sites on the planet where for hundreds, if not in some cases, thousands of years, human beings have gone to great lengths to spend time there in mass. And people are gullible and we're generally stupid a lot of the time. <laughs> but I don't think that many people in some cases uh, could be just You know, mystified by folklore or something of that nature. There has to be something more tangible there for these sites to persist, right? It's like after some period of time, they would just fall out of vogue and eventually just kind of wither away and people would forget about them. But when you have these, you know, sacred sites of spring water in France and of course the pyramids and different ancient temples and things where people just continue to go over and over again and report a perceived. Uplifting of their energy field, I guess for lack of a better term, there's gotta be something to that. And what you were alluding to earlier, Jeff, of just walking into a room and going, Man, there's bad vibes in here. Mm-hmm. Some of us are very sensitive to that. I would say I'm on the ultra-sensitive spectrum um, in that I really pick up on things and you know, I have to even work hard sometimes to kind of have an energetic boundary, or what I call, mm-hmm. because I'm named Luke, uh, you know, use the force. To put up a force field, um, when I'm going in an area where the energies are are strange and right now in 2020 at the time of this recording, I mean, we've, I don't think we've ever been as a Western culture in a more strange time, perhaps, you know, with the exception of World War I or two, where things were just absolute death and destruction. But man, in Los Angeles right now, the energy is really weird uh, with the rioting and now the fires and God knows what else, chemtrails, et cetera. But when I put this service on in my house, and I don't even care if there's a percentage of placebo, because placebo is great if it works also. But I gotta say, in in spite of an environment wherein one should be pretty stressed out and afraid of what's to come, especially on the eve of this election and the possible fallout of that. I, I'm extremely happy. <laughs> I'm having a great time every day. I'm super, super happy. And I do a lot of things. The ice baths, the breath work, the meditation, the prayer, mm-hmm. all the biohacking, all the things. Got an amazing woman in my life and cute two cute pets and all that. But there's something to this that is really piquing my curiosity uh, to the point where... I now have built a habit where I activate... There's a daily boost for those listening. Maybe you guys can explain that further, but there's a daily boost on the home service or on your phone for that matter. And every time I do an interview, and I did this with Clayton yesterday, I have it timed right before I start my Zoom or if someone walks in the studio here, I hit my 30-minute boost and raise the vibration. I swear to God, I get a better result. My interviews are just so much more relaxed. I don't feel as nervous. Um, people probably think i 'm such a motor mouth, I could not possibly be nervous, but my motor mouthness is probably in part due to my nervousness <laughs> so uh it 's just it 's been incredible so the thing i 'm curious about here is um it, and I know you guys you know it 's a proprietary technology, and so you seem to be somewhat cloaked, if not guarded around what the thing or things actually is that 's generating this energy field just. Given that we understand that energy can travel beyond space and time and uh, and have an effect on things remotely, what what is the device, or how many of them are? Uh, where are they? Are they like some Back to the Future Nikola Tesla lightning rod thing in a garage somewhere? I'm I'm so curious as to what's actually making this energy concentrate and travel.
0: Well, the the device has evolved. And uh, much like back in this, you know, in the early days of computers, you had to have a whole room, you know, an air conditioned room, first of all, and you have big stacks of computers and, you know, tape reels winding around just to do like time cards. Right. right. And now we have more power on our smartphone than we used to have in that whole room. Right. Right. So how it works. Our, um, so in the beginning it was like a, a Tesla laboratory. There was, stacks and coils and all kinds of current going on and you know this house that this one inventor is the primary inventor there's there's a bunch of people that have been involved in it his house was like a living laboratory and his garage was a machine shop he was a electrician tool and die maker millwright old german guy you know and uh And this thing was beautiful. It was like a work of art. I mean, it was his baby, you know? And he was trying to create a free energy device. He was actually, he started with opposing magnets. And we have sort of just magnets just out of phase. And if you pulse one and pulse the other, the the theory is that you can get a wheel to spin. If you get a wheel to spin, you can put a a shaft on it and run an alternator or something. And he didn't figure out that, but he figured out, how to focus life force energy. So he had all these stacks of coils and crystals and all kinds of things. And he would pull energy in from the ether. And he would send it through this output stack. So input stack and output stack. and At the bottom, the output stack had this little area where if you put something in it, it would get charged up. And so um, he would put crystals in and and different things and he put them all around his house i mean jeff can tell you the story about walking in his house uh if he wants to and but he would put them all around his house and his house was high vibe man it was like really high oh yeah like your hair would stand up when you walked in there it was pretty pretty interesting and many of these sacred places around the world i mean you can measure their level of consciousness that's the great thing about the kinesiology technology and you can find out that this certain site calibrates that 700 or 600 whatever it is maybe higher and it has a particular vibration that may be associated with the type of healing or type of experience that's maybe a little different measurement than than, than just the raw level of consciousness yeah but this 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 machine started out as all the stuff you're talking about uh, except for the electricity flowing through the air you know like a plasma arc generator or something it didn't have that but it was it was pretty impressive and um you know we've made it simpler and simpler and simpler over the over time and so it's a lot smaller now than what it is we have multiple we have multiple machines for redundancy in different places we have i think i'm going to say three right now we're going to probably put a few more levels if you looked at it now what you would see you would go yeah that thing can't do that
1: <laughs> oh really?
0: <laughs> but it does do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, what you'll see is like one thing, but there's a lot of stuff that you don't see. where before you used to see it all in one space. And if you've seen it now, you'd go, that does all that? It's like, well, uh, the reason we don't show pictures of it and talk about what type of technology it is, it's actually five different technologies, Luke, that we've put together in a unique way. I don't know anybody else ever done it before, and that's mostly through the ability to do kinesiology and measure how things can optimize each other and work together. But the reason we don't talk about it in too much detail is, you know, we're always looking to do what's in the highest and best interest of all creation. And so when we ask, you know, or we test with kinesiology it is in the highest and best interest of all creation to share uh, pictures of the technology with the public. We get to know we do share them with the staff. Once they've been with us for three months, we showed them a picture of uh, one of the phases of development of the machine. And we have a piece of it so they can hold it and they can see that that's in the picture. And so that's, you know, that confirms for them that it's it's real because they're working there. You know, they need to, at least we felt it's appropriate. And we don't talk about what, um, how the quantum resonance works and what type of technology that is because we just never got it's in the highest and best interest of all to do that. Um, It's not that we don't respect people's natural curiosity. Right. Or we're trying to hold some secret message or, you know, like if you put in the, the time to learn kinesiology and put in like Jeff and I have been at this for seven years, I've been experimenting with technology since I'm experimenting with it since 2007, you know, that's so like 13 years, 7.2 million calibrations. You know, I'd spent five years learning kinesiology to 2.75 million calibrations. It's not that it's a secret, it's just that the universe, we're just trying to follow the universe's guidance, and we follow it through kinesiology, and if it's not in the highest and best interest to share certain information, we don't. You know, it's not really personal, it's just out of respect for what we perceive as
1: the truth. Yeah, I I respect that, and uh, I honor that. To me, it's just, does it work or not? (laughs) You know what I mean? That's like, Mm -hmm. that's the most... There is that childlike curiosity that some of us have, especially those of us that are wired, just wanting to understand how things work. I think that's why my podcast has been as successful as it has, uh, is because I'm extremely curious. And I just want to understand the nuances of everything that I'm interested in. Uh, At what point did you guys discover that this ability for this technology to uh, imbue objects with higher consciousness or a higher energy field could work remotely and that you could actually assign a location or a, you know, or even a remote, uh, object to this, uh, energy. I can, I
2: can start with that. Well, Clayton had discovered earlier with, with the inventor that there was this non locality aspect of the, uh, of the technology. So initially when we, we started this, we, before we started the business, we were doing service work. So we were using Google Earth and getting coordinates and we were raising consciousness in places around the planet in 2012, sort of in that run up to the end of the, to the end of the year to the 21st of December. And um, so we would use kinesiology to measure before and after, and then we would see a difference in the level after we did, did the work. And, you know, initially when we started the business, so we we did all the service work, we, Rested at the end of December and said, wow, that was cool. You know, we were working on it every day towards the end of December. And then we got the message, really, and we just have to say it that way, to make it a business and have people be able to do it themselves, put their own property on. And from the beginning, we always had the ability for everyone to put a free subscription at 500 on the Hawkins map anywhere in the world. And that just stays on the service for as long as we... As, as we do it um but in the beginning so we as clayton said there was this output stack right so that you were pulling it life force energy in and there was an output stack and there's this high field at the bottom of that stack and that's where we would put instructions and that's where the identifier for the field is placed so the address and when we started the business you know, we would get an order from a customer subscription. I would print it off on a piece of paper, and I would put it into the field. And then when the customer canceled or left, I would have to find it and pull it back out. You know, and so this was a back and forth. Wow. didn't <laughs> It was pretty cumbersome. So we, and we discovered how to link that to a database. So as someone comes onto the website and they do the free trial or subscribe like you did, then the, the information, it's like it's on the plate. It's like it's in the, in the machine. Um, and there is, um, you know, it creates that, that quantum resonance instantly as though these instructions are in place. So we're asking for this field to activate with these instructions. Um, it's not. We're not any dials. We're not sending frequencies. We're, we're 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 activating a field with this quantum association, and then we're specifying the level of consciousness and other resources
1: in the field for people. So when I go on today and I activate my 15 day free trial per se, is there now? Software integrated into the energy emitting device, so that it picks that up, and then that's added to the output stack, so to speak, yes, ah, okay, wow, how cool, what a trip, man, you guys are like mad scientists <laughs> <laughs> yes, so fun, I love this stuff, I love this stuff it's just <laughs> imagine where we 're going to go, you know we're in twenty twenty and as far out as this seems in a few short years, this will be primitive in comparison to what we're, we're capable of, you know, and uh, hopefully the intentions will just get higher and higher as we all continue to awaken and things like this will become more ubiquitous. I mean, do you guys see a point in the future that you don't seem like the startup and scale and make a bunch of cash kind of guys, but do you see this type of technology or even this technology specifically as something that could be adopted by other organizations or um, individuals that you know have proven themselves to be integrous and have positive intentions, where these devices could be replicated and even. More areas of the world could be covered by them uh, you know outside of the confines of just an individual unique identifier like a person's home address or business name or their cell phone number et etc
0: Well the good news is the technology can be used to help people and uplift uplift ourselves and uh, the bad news is it can be used for harm, just like a car right you can drive around, go grocery shopping, get to work or you can Hit people with it so there are uh, a number of emerging technologies in the world like like ours and uh, there's a couple people we know that are you know they're Integrirous businesses they're doing good work in the world and there's very likely people with similar technology that are doing it for purposes that are other than good
1: Oh, that's interesting. So you could liken it to, uh, say the millimeter wave military energy weapons Mm -hmm. that use the frequencies that are now unfortunately being used in uh, many of the 5g infrastructure systems where they can take a certain frequency and transmit that over a crowd to disperse a crowd by heating up their, uh, Uh, cells, essentially, and even cause them to become agitated, angry, fearful, annoyed, crazy, etc. So when we're talking about transmitting fields of energy, they're not inherently going to uplift people because you could change the frequency into something that would be deleterious to people's well-being. And if it was in the wrong hands, it could be used for those purposes. And I assume probably already are, (laughs) you know what I mean? Based on the stuff we're told. Oh, uh, that's really interesting. So um, hmm. So yeah, so that that actually makes sense in as to why or one of the reasons perhaps why on your website you're not like, here's a picture of the thing, here's a diagram of the blueprint of it and where you get the parts, go make one. Everyone have fun, because you're you're sitting on something that is, you know, potentially volatile if it were in the wrong hands then. Wow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not a conversation we spend a lot of time on. But any technology can be used for many different purposes.
1: Uh, Even a pencil (laughs) on your desk, (laughs) you could write the the world's most beautiful novel, or go stick it in someone. We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. After spending the better part of the past two decades optimizing my health, I've come to believe that there is nothing more important when it comes to vitality and energy than getting quality sleep. Now, I know sleep isn't the sexiest biohack in the world, but it really is the single most important thing we can do to support our health. So naturally, I'm always on the market to discover products that assist with better sleep. And I just found one. I'm about to share it with you right now. It's from our friends over at Sovereignty.co. It's called Dream, appropriately enough. Dream is a product that is scientifically engineered to assist with healthier and better sleep. Dream is bio-wrapped in convenient little packets that are great for travel and also to ensure that they don't lose potency over time. Dream contains therapeutic doses of clinically studied traditional Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs, Broad spectrum extract from hemp grown in California. It's also fortified with CBN and a custom sleep terpene formula. And of course, it's independently lab tested for purity to make sure that there's no swag or nasties in there. So, Dream is an amazing product. I recommend you take this before bedtime to help you chill, relax, and fall quickly into a restful sleep. If you want to check it out, here's what you do. Go to sovereignty.co slash Luke. That's S O V E R E I G N T Y. Sovereignty.co slash Luke. When you hit that link and order the product, know that they have a 100% money back guarantee. And if you don't like the product or find it useful, not only will they give your money back, they're also going to gladly purchase your favorite supplement for you for free pretty amazing deal there. So again, go to sovereignty.co slash Luke. And now back to the interview. When you've used the unique identifier of say uh, a piece of jewelry or a pendant ring, et cetera, or even your physical cell phone with that number and the, and the service is on the technology is transmitting that field of consciousness or that level of energy to that device that's just always with you when that thing's with you in a certain, you know, four foot radius or something like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We started that because we were traveling and, and at the time it wasn't as easy to change the address as it is today. So you're in a hotel and you know, you have to spend 20 minutes trying to get it on FLMP so you could sleep well. And uh, so we started um, carrying these crystals around that we created a field around And that led to, yeah, what we call FLFE everywhere, where the unique identifier is, you know, like a cell phone number in a jurisdiction, in a country, or a a photograph of an object, like a piece of jewelry, that's of high enough resolution that you can really see the details of the object, you know, because everything is really different, even if it's mass-produced. And um, we're activating a field. Forefoot is where most of the action happens. also out to six feet, and then out to three hundred feet, it's it's five fifty five on the Hawkins map. Close in, it's five seventy five. It's we don't guarantee that amount because on a property, we can clear the land. That's part of what we do is we clear the negative history of the motions and relationships really that have occurred on that land, and then we're also um, compensating for. Geopathic stress, you know, the flow of water and electricity and traffic even. But we can't do that on a phone or a, something that's moving. Because you just would be clearing, kind of clearing it, you know, 70 miles an hour on the highway. But instead we're flowing a lot of energy in, so it's a higher level than the home service. And, you know, the, the EMF mitigation is there, and that starts further away from the bubble. Because it takes time to mitigate some of these incoming, incoming EMFs, and so the energetic essence of shungite is what we're using in that service, and it's craw- kind of crawling up these, these incoming EMFs uh, and harmonizing those before they reach the four foot bubble, and then anything you know close by is harmonized by raising the level of consciousness of it. Like if you raise the level of conscious of an emitter, you've got a new vibratory great for that object, right? Say it's a phone. Mm-hmm. It's now that antenna that's broadcasting the EMFs is vibrating at this level. It's creating an overlay on top of that EMF that makes it positive instead of negative. I
1: mean, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you want a, if you want a positive charge, Lou, just go and hold your router. It's at about 600. It's like have got people's pets sleeping on top of the routers in the home.
1: Dude, this is so... Um okay i'll admit here and i'm this great segue into the emf mitigation element which is a big part of it and you know anyone that listens to this show again knows that this is a huge part of my work i have an online course about this which i'm going to include this service in there now and it's born out of i think uh, a little bit of ptsd because i was made very ill by living close to a couple of cell towers for 3 years unknowingly right i mean i just was in bad shape mm-hmm. so i do have a bit of a nervous system response to EMF to the point where, you know, I find I'm a bit neurotic about it. I'm very aware of like where my router is, how close the cell towers are. And um, and I don't think that's healthy psychologically to be in that limbic system, fight or flight place. So it's something I'm always kind of wrestling with of, all right, there's so many things you can control and there's so many things you can't control. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to surrender to the fact that I live in the modern world and these things are in the atmosphere and I just have to stay as strong as I can. And get all the tools at my disposal in place, um, which I have a lot of them and most of them have worked really well. But the idea that I could change or, you know, in some way alter or improve the field being generated by a nearby cell tower or by a Wi-Fi router or other wireless enabled device and actually make it beneficial to my house—that's <laughs> like such a huge stretch because I'm so conditioned to just be hyper vigilant about these things because of that past experience. So, do you think it'd be possible to get the exact location of, say, uh, you know, a phone pole that is holding a cell tower and put the service on that exact dot on a map to? Allow or, or uh, that? T- <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've done that, Luke. Huh? We've done that. Are you serious? Yeah, customers. Oh, customers have done it. Wow! Wow! And so, it- you know, the the dividing line of like what makes sense here is that I think people get really hung up on blocking EMF to use that word. Mm-hmm. Because when you block EMF, then nothing works. You then you don't have a signal and your phone doesn't work. It's the blocking versus harmonizing or altering the field. You know, that's the linguistics there that I'm always kind of playing with to help people understand technologies like this that work on subtle energies. So you could turn the service on your cell phone, on your, you know, in an area where your Wi-Fi router is, smart meter or even down the road on a cell tower if you could get the exact location. And then it's not that that EMF-producing signal is going to be blocked or hindered in any way from its functionality. It's just that I think, Jeff, you said on top of that, it's going to be a carrier wave for frequencies that are actually beneficial to biology and consciousness rather than deleterious. Do I get that right?
2: Yes, and we're still learning how this works. And we have a group of researchers that work with the EMF sensitives, uh, two, two different researchers, um, and a third in a university that, that we're starting to work with to design experiments. Um, so if you look at the GDV camera, it's one way to, to, to look into what's occurring. So they did work with uh, Melissa Waterman, and she did two studies. One was her general environments with and without FLFE with EMF mitigation. And then another one with the 5G router. This is a home-style router, not a a millimeter wave uh, tower. And we're looking to do an experiment with the millimeter wave tower coming up as well. So in in both these cases, what she saw was, as Clayton said earlier, like an increased coherence or less chaos in the environment. So without the and EMF, there is a very spiky up-and-down energy profile. If so we look at a twenty-four hour period, lots of perturbation, you know, lots of up, and down, and spikiness, and then with the EMF mitigation on, it's much narrower band of energy that she picks up with the GDB camera.
1: That's very cool. That makes sense. Yeah, because if you look at the wave of an RF signal or any kind of signal that's that's non-native, what we call non-native EMF. It is completely chaotic and not like any field, like a magnetic field that exists in nature from the sun or the magnetic field of the earth. They're all smooth and kind of uniform and don't have that jagged, chaotic wave. So that's an interesting way to uh, explain that and make it observable is that the wave then is made into a more smooth, what I would assume is a biologically compatible Mm -hmm. wave cuz don't don't we have emf in our natural environment also? Yeah,
0: yeah you know, we're
1: producing emfs
0: right now as people, the plant behind you is producing emfs, your pets are producing emfs, your partners producing emfs. You know a lot all emfs are bad. The earth is generating a positive magnetic force that we've adapted to over thousands and thousands, and maybe hundreds of thousands of generations as humans and we are benefiting from all those other types of EMFs. They're not all bad. Yeah.
1: And when did you guys discover that this was possible with this technology and needed? Because at first you were just trying to elevate, you know, the emotional, mental, spiritual state of people in a field. When did it occur to you that, you know, oops, we we need to fix this thing over here?
2: Well, we make a promise that the services at 560 or higher 98% 98% of the time and yeah, on properties. And we discovered that we weren't keeping our promise all the time that a customer would call and like, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't feel it. And we were testing. We started testing all of the properties every week. And we found a group of properties that weren't at 560 98% of the time. And we would call the customer and they, you know, what's changed, what's different. Well, I've got a cell tower across the street that's new, or I've got a smart meter bank. So we started to put two and two together that the EMF influence was lowering consciousness in the environment.
1: Wow. And wow. So,
2: yeah. So, in, so our really focus on EMFs is based on whether it's consciousness lowering or not. So to, to maintain our integrity, integrity of service, we had to fix this and the first first discovery that clayton made was raising the level of consciousness of a cell phone took it you know step by step took it to a place where the output was not consciousness lowering anymore in fact it went either neutral or started to become consciousness positive It was raising the level of consciousness of the environment so it was increasing the life force energy there was positive for the environment and so that was was like 580 or so, um, and the first discovery. And then when we set up the program, we made it to whatever is the most appropriate level. And most routers now have 5G, and so they're about 600. It takes about 600 before it becomes consciousness positive or raising consciousness in the environment.
1: Wow, that's fascinating. So when it comes to, uh, say, the router, you know, the 5 gigahertz or 2.4 gigahertz, most of them have the setting between the two. I can't figure out which one's worse for you because all the experts disagree on that. My 2.4 setting works better, so I leave it on that. Um, So in that discovery then, was there any indication to you guys that How do I say this? So you found that you're trying to achieve a certain level of consciousness using the technology. It was being blocked on certain houses and then you figured out why. It's because they had a router, you a cell tower, etc. And then you developed the mitigation for the EMF element as it pertains to the level of consciousness. Have you done any testing as to what it's doing on a biological, purely physical uh, level to people and does the EMF mitigation have any positive or discernible effect on the biological effects of EMF exposure or is it just the, the ability for EMF to lower your consciousness by putting you in a bummed out mood or make you pissed off or whatever?
2: Well, the first thing we did is we were beta, beta testing was we had talked about it in a webinar and we had a group of customers who were self-selected EMF-sensitives. So they were having you know, physical symptoms from, from EMFs, you know, couldn't sleep, you know, cognitive, uh, issues, the high anxiety. So we did a beta test for that group where they were the first ones on the service. Uh, and we, we use kinesiology and many of our other methods to make sure things are ready to go. But once, once it's really ready to be released, then we'll do a beta just to, to develop some data. So we did a survey with that group, which is is on the website too, um, about their changes in anxiety levels, sleep uh, cognitive, and we saw you know a major shift, and that indicates that indicated to us that the you know the physical effect on their body was changing you know it wasn't just their consciousness change um, you know we had comments like. You know, we had a, with one guy who couldn't sleep, you know, unless he was out, totally out in the country, away from anything. And when it came, and he had to work for a living, so he was in the city. Um, and when he put it on for the first time, he could sleep, you know, through the night,
1: like first time. So, So I guess if, back to what you were saying earlier about putting a certain level of energy, frequency, consciousness on top of the carrier wave of the EMF, then it's not only going to uh, affect someone on a consciousness level, but then also physical level, because you're now harmonizing that field that was harming or disrupting their natural biological baseline or homeostasis. Then do you, do you suppose that's kind of the way it's working? Why people are getting positive physical results and alleviation of Electrosens- sensitivity issues and also just feeling better emotionally, mentally, more uplifted, et cetera. Yeah,
0: that would, that's our conclusion. And that's their conclusion. Um, you have the ability to turn the EMF program or, or aspect of the service on and off in your control panel, Luke, if you want to do an experiment on yourself.
1: I'm never turning it off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what you could do is you... I, have you ever gone out somewhere and put your hands on a smart meter and just felt the vibration like out there in the world?
1: Oh my God. No. You
0: may want to try that. Put your put your, your FLFE <laughs> cell phone away. Go out and put uh, your hands on a smart meter. Right. And you'll probably feel yourself going back, right? And then take your cell phone, put it on top of the smart meter, because it will, you know, the the phone's at 580. And, uh, well, obviously, it actually works better if you have a smart meter on your home and then you turn the service on and off and you put your hands on it and have someone turn it on. And we've had people do double blind studies where there's someone in another room and, you know, they turn the service off and they look, they look for the sensations that, you know, And some people are sent enough to know within seconds. But EMF sensitives can try that. They can turn it on and
1: off. You know, I would be willing to do that experiment because I remember you mentioned to me before. You know, I said I, you know, I need I need a little more proof or whatever my, you know, reasoning was for asking that question. And you said, well, a lot of people just turn it off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not willing to actually. (laughs) I get that a lot. Finally, feels like even though I still have the Wi-Fi on and I have Sonos speakers and things, like it's not. I don't own, so I haven't gone full on EMF mitigation and just hardwired the whole house, which I would probably still do even with this service when I move and buy a place. But it just feels so good in here, and I feel like I'm not getting headaches. My sleep's much better. I don't want to turn it off for three days and see how I feel, but I would be willing to do a temporary shutdown. Go in my portal, disable it, and then even like you know sacrifice my my uh, my girlfriend or one of the pets or something, and like just have them do like a real blind study. Like, hey, go put your hand on the Wi-Fi router for a few minutes. Tell me how you feel and then not tell her when it's on or off and then see if she can tell the difference. She's she's quite sensitive, you know? I think that's yeah, I, a way to, to to test it out. Yeah, I tend
2: to feel it in my body as uh, tension, like muscle tension and anxiety, you know, like in chest and heart and shoulders. So when I turn it off and I have to turn it off on the phone too, because I'm like you, I've got it on both. When I turn off the EMF mitigation part, and you can leave the rest of FLFE on if you want, you can just turn off the EMF mitigation. And I just feel like just my shoulders sort of come up. You know, I feel the tension in my body. And then when I turn it back on, it just, the main thing I feel is like I can take a deep breath. And I think that's a result of less muscular tension, you know, and maybe in the, in the chest region, and the diaphragm, that like it's, you know, when you go to the country, you feel like you can take a deep breath, and I believe it's we're away from EMFs as part of why we feel that way. You know, I've always thought, well, it's more oxygen maybe, but there's a different feeling in the body when EMFs are mitigated. It's Absolutely.
1: Biological. So, with the services that one can, um, uh, you know, apply to their home or phone or whatever. So, just to be clear. Like I said, I just did everything because I'm just extra and I just want to do everything all the time to figure out how it works, if it works, etc. But one could just select a subscription of just EMF mitigation on their address, like their work address, home address, whatever, and then it's just going to do that, but not raise the level of the entire property as would the the home service. Do I have that right? Um, not
2: quite. There's two different services. So what we we have the sort of the flagship. FLFE, which is everything all the all the relationship support it's you know uh, grounding it's all sorts of other things as well, and then we had families ask about their kids you know and people that wanted to just really focus on the EMF part of it, so we created a smarter EMF product where the main service is thirty five dollars a month, and the um, EMF smarter EMF is like Either 15 or 20. I can't remember which one, but it's less cost. So on that is uh, 500 level of consciousness. Ah, uh, Okay. So at 500, you can give that to anyone. You can put it on anybody's house and, and it, it, you don't even have to ask them because, but the way we measure using kinesiology, when you get into these higher fields, there's a hydration uh, requirement because there's so much More energy for the body to pull in so the smarter emf is at 500 it's lower cost it has that it has brain kind of brain support and um in the property it does have the uh the mitigation of the you know the clearing of the land and the mitigation of the geopathic stress as well
1: cool so then the home service that covers everything with the exception of like a mobile device just to give people an idea, I bought the year, I think it was 300 something. I just paid annual and saved a couple bucks. But what is it if someone did like the 15 day free trial and felt like, wow, this feels amazing. I want to do just a month by month. What's the monthly fee? I forget on the, um, on the home service.
0: That's it's 35, Luke.
1: Okay. 35. Luke. Yeah.
0: And when you do the free trial, you don't have to enter your credit card. So there's no negative billing. We, we, we can't bill you. Like, you know, you have to come back and sign up. That's just,
1: we thought that was fair. You guys are classy. Well, I'll tell you what I did last night. Okay. I got a good buddy and I don't know if he wants to remain anonymous or not. So I'll just leave him anonymous, but he had a really bad case of uh, cancer. The one lipos or something had a huge tumor in his belly, 40 pounds, literally 40 pounds, not exaggerating, uh, like beyond quadruplets, just Horrific situation, but he's such a beautiful person, such a trooper, and just a dear friend of mine. Was misdiagnosed, went through all this stuff, then went and had surgery. And they were like, Whoops, our bad. Turns out this is cancer. They removed the tumor. His weight starts coming back on. He's feeling good. He starts to work out. He's doing great. Year goes by. He calls me. He said, Man, guess what? I'm starting to feel those lumps in my abdomen again. And it came back. So right now, we're, (laughs) you know, I, I have to watch my karmic um, responsibility and I don't want to interfere with his medical protocols. And he frankly doesn't want to do any of that stuff, but he's just doing kind of both. So he's going and doing radiation. Now he's on the schedule for uh, uh, surgery to get it taken out and i'm having i'm throwing in my hyperbaric chamber he's doing the biocharger i lent him my ozone machine like we're doing everything we can i met someone that does uh you know on the down low some high dose vitamin c ivs and mistletoe injections the rick simpson cannabis suppositories we're just going to go full on and get this dude well and then i learned that there was some challenging dynamics in his home life that I, I didn't feel, and I guess he didn't either, were supportive to healing. And so last night he came over and I was training him on the ozone machine. And uh, I had the idea, I was like, wow, God, why didn't I put FLFE on his place? So I signed him up for the free trial and I told him, you know, what I was doing. I explained it to him and he sent me a text. I got it this morning at around midnight after he came home. And he said, man, when I got home, my house was completely different. He lives with two other people and there's a bit of conflict there. And he said, "I came home. I don't know if it was your thing, Luke, or what, but it was super chill. It felt beautiful in here. And I thought, oh man, you know what a perfect, what a perfect gift. And then when the 15 days up, I'm going to sign him up for the for the year too. Uh, and I'm thinking for someone who feels great most of the time like me, I'm like super elevated. But for someone who's ill, this is a huge gift. And um, so I'm really excited to be able to." You know, because I can only help people with things they're going through if they come over to my house usually and I put them on all the stuff. Uh, And then it helps, but I can't just give them all the stuff I have here because then I couldn't help my family and other people that come over. Um, So this is a good way, I think, for those of us that have, you know, dear ones that are ill or just having problems to kind of help support them in their own home. And I also, I don't know, I don't even want to say it because. One of my mentors told me once, Luke, if you do an act of service and you tell people, then it's nullified karmically. <laughs> so I'm not trying to virtue signal here, but I did get my mom's home on it too. She just, I haven't even gotten around to telling her yet. I should tell her so she drinks more water, but she's had some health challenges and I feel really good about doing that. And I think it's maybe fun that I haven't told her because when I do call her, I'm going to say, Hey, you know... Eight weeks ago, or whenever it was, did you notice a shift in your health or well-being in general? Um, and I'm really curious to see what she has to say. And I'm sure she'd be really excited that I did that for her, whether or not she even understands it or not. It's a it's a gesture of kindness, but I think that this uh, ability to do this for ourselves and for other people is a real gift. You know, for those that, especially those we can't be in physical contact with all the time. Uh, on that note, do you see? any downside to kind of self willing it and taking it upon your uh, self to um apply this home service to someone else's phone or, or or their home or anything like that is there any boundary there that i'm crossing that someone should be aware of and perhaps have a bit more prudence about
2: well we we do ask that that someone knows you know that someone knows in the property but you know we've had we've had others do this um Regina Meredith, when she was checking us out, she, she used it as a way to really, you know, see that it was working with, without telling people, but you know, the hydration is, is, is a good thing. You know, you want definitely want to encourage hydration. So many people put on the service and they don't tell the other people in the household, but they, you know, they, they encourage them to drink water. So you can always just encourage your mom to, to hydrate, you know, Hey, you know, I got you this water service. You're going to have water bottles show up every, you know, week, you know, or, or
1: mm-hmm. hey, you know. That's funny, mention that because I already did get her on a spring water delivery thing with uh, my friends at, at live spring water, and she loves it. So I'm sure she's drinking more water than she was before using her little Brita filter on the fluoridated water of Sonoma County, California. <laughs> um, so there's not necessarily a karmic overreach there, in in your opinion, generally speaking, or as long as you're encouraging the person to drink more water and you have their highest good at heart.
0: yeah. There's there's something called the law of non-interference. If you want to get more kind of scientific about it? And we always test what's in the highest and best interest of all. I mean, you know, it's really not, there's no law that's written anywhere that you can't do it. It's just allowing people as Jeff said to know about the hydration requirements. I mean one of the things that we that like we mentioned earlier um uh, Luke is that so the the smarter e m f because it's at five hundred it doesn't have the same hydration requirements, so that's something you can give and you know there's probably like hundreds of programs on the main service and there's like half a dozen on smarter e m f there's a lot of benefits to it and and it it doesn't sort of come onto the radar of needing to tell people about hydration because the level of conscious between 500 and 560, actually the average property is at 574 right now. So you have 500, you know, to the 74th power, right? It's it's a huge amount of energy in the difference. So um, we also have a, when you, when you buy a subscription, you get a, uh, a pay it forward subscription, which goes out, We don't guarantee it's going to be at 500 and it has no programs on it, but you get to put that anywhere in the world you want. And that's a form of doing karma yoga where you gift that anonymously. We don't, we have a way of knowing where it's put, but we don't really track it because we're trying to share the idea that your friend had of just giving anonymously and nobody knowing it. And that is something that stays on the service for as long as you will on the business. So if you, sign up for a month or two and sign it's not for you. And you put this pay it forward subscription on a place. And hopefully Jeff and I live for another 50 or hundred or 200 years. We'll see how that all goes, but we'll keep it on as long as we have the business.
1: That's our promise. So you could put that pay it forward service on a local school or church or neighbor that pisses you off a lot. <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Those, you know, those arguing, the fighting neighbors with the loud music down the street. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I would, I would put in on all the, um, on all the workers with leaf blowers around my property. That's my, <laughs> my latest point of contention in Los Angeles, of the many. Uh, let me see what else do I want to ask you guys, and I'm gonna let you out of here soon. Oh, it's not so much a question, but just an anecdotal thing that I thought was funny that I forgot to cover with you yesterday, Clayton. We were talking mm-hmm. about all of the various anomalies in Dr. David Hawkins' um, calibrations and things mm-hmm. he would get a yes or a no on. We talked about uh, John of God and whether or not he was high vibe or not, uh, You know, 9-11. Um, we didn't cover chemtrails, but we did talk about UFOs and ETs and some things that I think Hawkins uh, devotees were curious about and would ask him about. On one of the hundreds of hours of tapes and videos I have, a person asked Doc about EMFs. I don't know if you've heard this tape. Mm. And yeah, and you know of course it depends on how the question is stated. It has to be very specific for you to get an accurate kinesiological response or answer. But essentially they asked him about you know if I'm in my home and there's all these appliances plugged in and there's wiring and stuff like that does that have a negative effect on the body? And they were essentially asking does EMF in my home hurt me? And he tested and he got a no. And I was always annoyed by that because I thought they must not have stated the question right. Do you happen to remember that, Clayton, when he talked about that? First time I've heard it. Yeah. And I that and the 9-11 one were, and the maybe George Bush, uh, those were the ones I was like, ah, they must have just had a, a nuance in the question because there's mm-hmm. so much scientific data to support All types of EMF from magnetic fields, dirty electricity, as Jeff mentioned, geopathic stress, RF, electric fields. There's no type of non-native man-made EMF that doesn't harm biological systems. And I thought that Hawkins really, really choked on that one.
0: (laughs) So what was the definition of EMF that he was holding in mind? So I would like to know. Yeah. And the EMFs that were out when he did that test are not the EMFs that are out today. Uh, We have people putting, uh, you know, the the 5G smart uh, 60-millimeter wave towers on FLFE and a smarter EMF subscription. And they take the equivalent of between 5,000 and 6,500 home subscriptions to harmonize them.
1: Whoa. And how, with with the technology that you guys have in a a local sense, how do you tell how much energy is being used up by a certain service or a a directing of that energy?
0: Just to measure it with kinesiology.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So we have a way of doing that that we've proven accurate over the years. And the other thing about EMS, because you're really into it, Luke, is when we figured out that the properties were being lowered by the electromagnetic frequencies that are new in the area, You know, we put every EMF emitting device in the home that is consciousness lowering goes to 580 or higher. So your light bulbs, anything, your appliances, everything becomes positive. And what we discovered was that there's a couple different concepts when you work with EMF. You can block them, as you said, but then your stuff doesn't work. You can dissipate them or try to deflect them just to make it like mist, you know, to try to break it up so it's not as harmful. Uh, So you can deflect, you can dissipate. Or there's this concept that we came across called harmonizing, where you make it positive. It's kind of like an Aikido move, you know? So we started looking into this. So how do you harmonize EMFs? And we came across this substance called Shungite. And you know how Edison went through like, you know, 500 or so experiments to test all the different materials that would work in the filaments of a light bulb to create light? Right. Well, with kinesiology, we went through all these different elements in the universe to determine what uh, material you got a Shungite pyramid would could potentially harmonize EMFs. And there's only one material in existence that can actually turn an EMF signal into positive, a positive, and that's a piece of Shungite right there.
1: So those watching the watching the video here, I've got a it's incredible stuff, this shungite. I mean, the piece I'm holding in my hand is you know, it's the size of the palm of my hand, maybe two inches thick. It looks like a nice little slice of filet mignon. It's incredibly heavy. It's like a—it may maybe heavier than iron or something. It's a really fascinating substance, this shungite. And and it's actually not from the planet. Oh what? It's from an asteroid. Oh, get out of here! That landed in Russia, so
0: and it's the only substance in creation that we've found that actually takes the uh, the EMF wave and turns it into a a life-enhancing positive influence. And so, I have some friends in Sedona. If you move to Sedona, I'll introduce you to them. Okay, good. And, and they were they had a smart meter bank in this apartment building, and so they put some plants in there, and all the plants that are growing away from the smart meters and withering, right? So then they take the piece of shungite on each one of the smart meters and the plants that are growing up and towards the smart meters. What? So you can do an experiment like that yourself. Oh, dude, that's uh, easy. Yeah, so we put the energetic signature of, for the essence of shungite in the FLFE environment and have it direct out to any incoming EMF sources that are coming towards the property that are consciousness-lowering. So 5G routers, satellites, radar, your neighbor's Wi-Fi, everything that comes onto the property is mitigated, is harmonized.
1: Oh my God. That's crazy, dude. I
0: didn't think you knew that because you would have probably mentioned it. So
1: That's so cool. So over the years through my EMF research, uh, I've heard the Shungite thing a lot and... It's kind of like those little stickers people put on their phone. I bought a bunch of those, and yeah, you know, sometimes like I'll be at a conference and someone will do like a muscle test on my arm with the sticker on my phone without. And I seem to be strong with it on. So I buy the stupid thing for 50 bucks or whatever, but I've never been that convinced. Whereas like Soma Vedic love, a Blue Shield, uh, BioShield, there's a few things I use in the home that are awesome. And you tested them for me, Clayton. And according to your calibrations, you said, yes, they are effective to whatever degree, and uh, which was very helpful, by the way. The Shungite thing I've always been skeptical of. Just because it, it's like one of those little stickers. People say, oh, take a piece of Shungite and put it on your computer. And I'm like, what's that going to do? I used to have it under my mattress for a long time, actually, right under my head. Now I have these things called EMF rocks, which we'll have to research more. But recently, I took this piece of Shungite, which is a pretty substantial chunk, and I put it right on top of my Wi-Fi router, and it just lives there. So you're saying, according to your testing and research, that by doing that, that this is transforming those waves into life-supporting rather than life-harming. Yes. Wow. It's the
0: only substance that does that. Now, the challenge is, is how much do you have to put on the object? And do you have to put it on both sides of the router? Do you have to put on four sides, top and bottom? So with with our technology, everything coming off, any consciousness-lowering device in your environment or any wave coming in, it becomes consciousness-raising. So, when we put the EMF service with the, um, with the Shungite, uh, the average property on FLF, you went up four points in consciousness, which is four to the power of ten. So it's a lot of power.
1: Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, essentially, you were able to determine... Um... It it reminds me kind of of Rife frequencies, right? There's a a frequency for a certain amoeba and then you take a biocharger, amp coil, Rife device and you run the frequency of that amoeba and therefore render it harmless just to simplify kind of a Rife frequency thing. So were you able to determine a specific frequency of Shungite and then program that frequency into the technology so that it's... Projecting that frequency on a property and creating this bubble of like uh, Assyric shungite protection—is that basically how it works? We have another way of doing the same thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> You're like, I probably have the complicated version of you. Like Luke, it's not. Yeah. That hard. No, put- that works. That works. Rife is extraordinary. This, this technology is amazing.
0: We what? just saw another way. That's all. Uh,
2: well.
0: Yeah. The, the clue is
2: quantum association. So here's a, here's another interesting. Think about that. So if um if an incoming EMF um becomes harmonized and becomes positive and it raises the level of consciousness of the environment, what happens if you have a really strong wave? Say you have a you know military grade microwave uh radar, you know, sweeps over your house. Well, that could raise the level up so high you could become incapacitated, you could just, you know like you could just be so blissed out so so we we built we built into this that um when it gets to a certain point if it's artificially raising it that it dissipates instead
1: instead oh, of coming in interesting. yeah that you know that is that is a concern i uh i've interviewed a couple people that you know have a much deeper scientific understanding of EMFs. And and they've always said, man, everyone's worried about 5G. You should be worried if you live near an airport or a military base because of the radar. It's like 300 gigahertz or something. It's just insane levels of radiation. So that's interesting. So if you hadn't done that then and that energy came in uninterrupted, but had been transmuted into a, a beneficial frequency, then it would just overpower someone and they could have a white light experience or something. <laughs> Be rendered incapacitated via enlightenment or something, essentially, or become non-functional because the, the level would go too high. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I mean,
2: that's that's how we saw it. And you know, again, we're testing what's in the highest, best interest of all creation to do. Right. And it isn't for, for a place to go up that much in consciousness all at once like if you were walking by a, you know, a substation and you had a, you had your phone with you, um, you know, I mean, if you hadn't done this, you could have a whole ring of people all like blissed out or, you know, up against the chain link fence, you know, just, uh, ascending, you know, (laughs) um, so, you know, we, we try to do what's, we do what's in the highest, best of all creation. And that, that was something that came up that, you know, we need to think that needs to be taken care of in case that occurs.
1: Put a governor on that energy, then. Um, that makes perfect sense. Well, I appreciate you guys' expertise and um, and just the fact that you discovered this. The question I have for you is, do, do you guys uh, have kids, either of you? I do. Both of you? Mm, I don't. This is Jeff and Jeff, do your kids have any interest in following in your footsteps? What's going to happen when you guys <laughs> broke and you know this technology just withers away? So who's going to carry the torch? Because I feel like this is so unique that it's important that it carries on. I know you guys are young men, but what what do you think you'll you do? Is there a possibility of you know unloading this business onto someone who proves themselves to be worthy of the consciousness endeavor at some point?
2: Or we, just, that's- we just don't know until we get there. Right. really it's it's not well, we we don't plan to ever sell it to anyone i mean at least at this point we have it set up if one of you know if we both pass away the the business is dissolves that
1: um right on airplanes together guys <laughs> yeah I,
2: yeah but my daughter is uh, is working part time in the business so sure, okay. that that's exciting
1: cool is there a possibility to this has a five-acre radius. If one does the home service, right now with the the actual uh, physical technology you have, is there the capacity, power-wise, to up yes. community, town, <laughs> county, state, et cetera?
0: Yeah, it's already being done, Luke.
1: Really, cool. Yeah, don't don't leave Hollywood off the list. <laughs> <laughs> We need it, man. You know, when Doc was alive, he calibrated Hollywood at, at one point at 195. Oh, yeah. yeah For those listening, is not good. Um, you know, countries r- rife with slavery and terrorism are like at 190, you know, or maybe 95. Uh, so, yeah, I remember thinking that. I said, damn, I live in Hollywood. We're at 195. What is it? And now I realize what it probably was was probably all the pedos. In that industry that brought it down. Honestly, I'm joking, but not. Um, but now that I've kind of, I used to work in the industry. And so I thought, oh, all my friends in Hollywood are great. But now I'm seeing as an outsider, now that I've retired, there's some pretty dark stuff going on uh, mm-hmm. in this area of the world. So God bless us all. But as you know, Clayton, I'm on my way out of here very soon. I'm guessing Sedona might be my uh, my first stop at least to check out. So we'll see. Oh, well,
0: I was going to mention something, Luke, the other day when you talked about that. Uh, before I moved to Nelson, I did some astral cartography where they look at your birth chart and they tell you what parts of the earth are better for you to live and what will, ha- what will likely happen when you um, Oh, when you live in a different place. I thought about you. I wanted to mention that, so I'm glad you brought it up. I think that'd be cool if you, did, if you want to do that. It'd be cool.
1: Do you know a practitioner?
0: Um, I could try to find the one that I did but you know you're in California man you know, all that stuff's down there you yeah. find someone local.
1: Man. I know I know a very good one. You do? Oh well. Yeah. Uh, shoot me an email if you wouldn't mind Jeff. I'd I'd love to explore that. Mm. However, if they say, "Luke, you're supposed to go live in North Dakota <laughs> or no. something." <laughs> no.
0: No, they, you know, they actually talk to you what you want. I mean, you told, you know, you want to be warm weather and a bunch of stuff you want. So I mean, I did the same thing. I wanted a certain number of things and then I was looking at options, and they said, Well, this is the best option. Then I checked the vibe, and it was like wow okay that's that's obvious, you know it's the high, highest place I could find
1: so oh, that's cool, yeah, thanks yeah. for the tip on that i've I've always wondered, um from a karmic standpoint and just an energetic resonance standpoint where where one might fit because I've always felt like I fit in California until quite recently because mm-hmm. things are just different here in so many ways but uh there there is that list of preferences, you know it's like mm-hmm on a place where you can build some kind of community and have friends that are like-minded and, you know, whether that's appropriate to your preferences, et cetera. And now, of course, I have a partner. And so there's two of us. Thankfully, our preferences are mostly the same. We aren't into snow, but I'm going to do that. I like that. I like that. I'm curious. And that's my last couple of questions. I swear I'll let you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> Hours from now on. I'm sorry, folks. It's just there's too much to talk about. It... When people do the 15 day, which I love that you guys don't take a credit card because I find that to be a little bit so it's not dishonest, but it is a little bit like of coercion or something there when like you have to put your credit card in for some kind of free trial online. We all know we're going to forget that we did that and then it's going to bill you. Now, I'm the jerk who puts it on my calendar when my trial ends and I'll go back in and cancel stuff. But you guys don't do that. You just have a 15 day free trial uh, which by the way, people listening, they're like, yeah, yeah, shut up, Luke. How do we do it? It's flfe.net slash Luke. So there's a pretty little landing page for you guys there and you can do the free trial. I'm curious if you guys have, um, counted the percentage of people that do the free trial and then do elect to get on a monthly home service and those that don't, have you figured that out?
2: Yeah, we, we follow that pretty closely. And, um, I think it's an average of 21 days where it's the maximum. You know, there's there, some people go right away and some people wait a little bit longer. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, in a 30 to 35% range.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah
2: and people come back, circle back around. So we don't really capture those. We're kind of looking just at that short period. Right. Um, we do get people who do a second free trial or they come back around Later, after a few more emails, and they
1: and they and they sign up. Yeah, how do you stop those sneakers that just try to keep Drew in the free trial? <laughs> <laughs> we, have way, we have ways. We have ways. have ways to track them. Yeah, I was curious about that though. When I was signing my my buddy up uh, last night for the free trial, I thought, you know, if I never told him and just said how you feeling, and then told him later, he'd probably be like, turn that thing back on. You know, once you feel the difference. So I was curious about that. Mm. Well, anything else you guys want to add in closing? Did I leave anything out? I don't see how that's possible, but if there's anything you want to add before I ask you my final question.
2: Well, I would just mention the our staff in in Nelson, Nelson, BC, Canada, and, and we have people scattered around the U.S. too, but we have office hours from seven in the morning till 10 at night because we're covering more than 50 countries now with different time zones. So we, we have an incredible staff of people. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our offerings and one of the things we think is essential is to have somebody to talk to, you know, so you, you go online, you sign up and you can actually call and talk to a person. And, um, because there's, when you rise in consciousness, it's about 20 points now in 90 days. People need to talk about that. You know, things are occurring, their life's changing in some ways. And then they need help with, you know, getting on and off the service or, changing addresses it's you know we make it as easy as we can but it's great to have a person
1: that's a very cool distinction there because if somebody's consciousness is being raised by 20 points over that period of time that could have a substantial impact on their relationships work etc i mean that's on the logarithmic scale from one to a thousand that's that's a huge boost in your overall level of consciousness
0: Yeah, that's over 90 days luke 20 points in 90 days so Wild. It
1: starts to up level your life. That's so cool. And and then what about the business service? The one that I just was like, I want Luke Story Inc. to help a lot of people, and I want to be successful, and I want to buy a damn house. <laughs> you know, like things I want out of it too. I'll be honest, but I you know do like making a living, helping people, and turning them on to cool stuff like this. Uh, what do you see with the you know testimonials? I guess because there's no way to. Objectively prove that it's doing something for someone's business, but what what are some of the things that commonly happen when people kind of bless their business with this consciousness service?
0: Well, when you put the service on your business, the business, the legal entity, it has a, a history, and it has a it has a level of consciousness. And if you've had a business that uh, has a history that always hasn't been positive, um, you know it, it it clears the negative history out of the of, of the entity that is the business and most people um, experience a flurry of activity and you know i mean we have a lot of anecdotal evidence about people increasing the sales of the business because it's more attractive It's a higher consciousness
1: right yeah. right so if if a consumer visits somebody's website or social media for example and the calibration of that content or whatever it is that's representing their product or service is higher it's going to have a more profound impact on that person and encourage um, compatibility and and interaction. And uh, I guess, eventually commerce, right?
0: Yeah. We originally did a study way back in the day with a record store and they, I think it was, I'm not sure exactly. I think it was 12 more minutes the average person spent in the store. So we're not, you know, have, we don't have any programs on that say come into my store and spend all your money and have nothing left for your rent or food or mortgage or, you know, it's, It's just people like to feel good. Everybody wants to feel good and people enjoy being in a nice environment and they're more likely to make their discretionary record purchase, which is, you know, in this day and age, that's kind of a, almost a anomaly itself, but you, they're more likely to spend their money in a place that's nice. Straightforward common sense.
1: Listen, even if they don't spend money, at least they feel good while they're perusing your site or walking in your like who doesn't want everyone around to feel good there was one interesting thing that uh took place when I sent you Clayton those couple of items that are on my site store and I sent Mm -hmm. links to them and then I think it was um Sherilyn that emailed me back and said here's what Clayton found you know if they're legit or not and there was another note in there that said um your uh this part of your site calibrates at 200 which is integrous and true i was thankful but i was like only 200 and that's kind of sucks you know it's not i want it to be like a spiritual experience when people go to my web store and she said but if you change the following words they were not untrue but they weren't stated in a in a in a as high away as they could be in terms of like medical claims. So saying Mm. this thing 100% protects you from EMF is different than saying this has a positive biological effect on all living things or has a, uh, it harmonizes the field in your home or however things are worded. I find that really interesting when it comes to business as a spiritual practice, as you guys are doing, which I aim to make my business as well. Those nuances are really important. And that was, instructive to me to kind of look at how I represent things, especially when there's a monetary incentive behind that to really be mindful about how I'm saying something to make sure that mm-hmm. it's an in integrity to keep the vibration of all the endeavors as high as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very helpful. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, we were, when we were checking you out, we did a little audit on your website and there's, there's some things we could talk about. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when you're in the health and wellness field, you, you have to, as you guys know, I'm sure, because you've, I'm um, obviously calibrated your own site and all the copy and stuff. It's tricky because the way that I'm operating a, as as an affiliate, right, and mm. so you know, I get a kickback on sales from certain brands that I promote and things like that. But I'm not the one that's coming up with the copy. I just lift whatever copy they have chosen to use for their product. And my promise to myself and to the audience is I don't promote anything unless I honestly believe that it is positive for you and works. Uh, And most of the time is something that I have used or do currently use in my life as I do all this EMF (laughs) mitigation stuff and FLFE. But I think the rub there is that I kind of have to scan every brand's copy for what rings as integrus to me personally using my intuition because I don't know how to use muscle testing accurately and make sure that I'm fine tuning that copy before I just throw it on my site cuz I could be essentially polluting my site with copy that's not necessarily misleading but just isn't of as high calibration as I want my site as a whole to be so yeah, yeah you are yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: you know it's okay it's uh it's just you know, we, we write programs as requests to divinity uh, for the environment. And we write the context of what we're trying to accomplish, like Jeff mentioned, but not going into an ecstatic state where you, you know, unless that's how you're supposed to go. But, you know, when you have a responsibility to, to, to work in this economized society until you don't, right? So the purpose of FLFE is to create the optimal conditions for the evolution of consciousness in an economized society and so you don't when you have all these parts of the context of what you're trying to accomplish you have to measure the truthfulness of what you're creating in that context and that's how you learn these things like you don't want to have people go into ecstatic states when they're walking by the substation on the way home from work because the emfs coming off are creating a 980 field or something right that's not our job, you know you can get to nine eighty we're not it FLAB won't slow you down, but it's not going to push you there right It's not yeah.
1: that's very cool. Wow, how interesting, God. I can't wait to talk to you guys more. Well, it's been an hour and fifty eight minutes all right, that's it. I'm gonna let you go now, you're off the hook on this one, Clayton. However, Jeff, you've not answered my patented question I ask every guest on every show, and that is I've learned a ton from you today. Who have been three teachers or teachings that have influenced your life and your work that you might recommend our uh, listeners go check out?
2: Well, of course, David Hawkins is one of them. I, he has to be on the list. There's, It's so rich and there's so much um, every day that we learn and and confirm of what he's done and, and and stand on his shoulders for what we're doing. Yeah, Ken Wilber's work has been really interesting to me and especially as... as as it relates to levels of consciousness, so there's other people that he calls on for levels of consciousness. Uh, there's an author Keegan in levels of consciousness, but yeah. So I'd say Hawkins, Ken Wilber. You know, I have to say working with Clayton. I, you know, I just have to say it. It's just part of this what we've created together is based in truth, and sometimes you know the truth's not easy but it takes you forward. You know, you know where you know where you are and you know where you're going with the truth.
1: So that's my final person there. Um, thank you for that. So again, for those listening, uh, the site we're referring to is flfe.net slash Luke. Do you guys have any other links or social media or anything like that you want to send people to?
0: We have a private Facebook page, Luke, if you Ask to you know to be a member of it. That's a big part of our community. There's lots of resourceful people on there, lots of healers, doctors, professional people. And if you share some of your experiences, you'll get high level feedback and support.
1: Oh, cool! Right
0: from the community. I,
1: yeah, and I forgot about that. That would be very yeah. cool because this is such a nuanced, you know, service and just technology in general. I think it would really. Be helpful to have people that are on the same page and understand it. You know, it's one of the things that's cool about Joe Dispenza's work too, is he has really robust, everyone has a WhatsApp group and his Facebook group. I mean, if you want to connect with Joe Dispenza people that understand the language and are practicing the meditations, etc., they're there. And there's a place where you can find them. In fact, mm-hmm. I had to mute my Joe Dispenza WhatsApp from our group because it was just like just 250 people and they're just blowing up my phone all day. But at least um, with your group, you know, you can join at will and turn off notification. But I think that's a really uh, a wise thing to do. We also have a Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group where uh, listeners and viewers of this show go in and interact. And it's, it's really nice to be able to have a tight-knit community of people that understand the language and, and the topics being shared. So thank you for that. Well, gentlemen, I think uh, with that, I'm going to let you go at two hours and one minute and 38 seconds. Uh, thank you so much for doing what you do, for sharing it with me and our audience today. I'm so excited to meet you guys and just get involved with what you're doing. It's just, uh, it's a real gift, and I appreciate you um, putting in the time and, and effort to do something that's pretty esoteric and out there, and I'm sure has not been easy to, you know, get the world to adopt and understand. So thank you. You're welcome.
2: Yeah, yeah. thank you, Luke. Yeah, thank you for you. all you
1: do.
0: Yeah, thank you, Luke.
1: Right on. Well, thank you so much for joining me on episode 316 with Clayton Stedman and Jeffrey Stegman of FLFE. I'm guessing right about now you're thinking, man, I want to turn this service on my house. (laughs) And so in case you missed it in the intro, I'm going to give you the link to do so. Go to flfe.net slash Luke and activate your free 15-day trial. Honestly, guys, you got nothing to lose. I would highly recommend you check it out. It's not one of those things where you put in your credit card and then you forget about it and it starts charging you. It literally just goes away after the two-week trial. And if you don't like it, you don't have to sign up. But I'm guessing that many of you, especially those of you that are concerned with EMF, are really going to dig this service. Now, in a perfect world, I would still live in the middle of freaking nowhere and have no EMF anywhere in my life. In fact, the house I'm recording from right now in Sedona is... Amazingly low in EMF. I don't get any cell service out here. Um, the internet sucks, <laughs> even if I'm hardwired. I turn off the Wi Fi routers at night. I don't hit the breaker box because the bed is far away from the walls, but it's a really low EMF environment. And my sleep is, I mean, it's like, I don't want to exaggerate. Let me say it here. My sleep's probably 20 to 30% better just being out here in the middle of the desert. Now, what I did here, just for added bonus benefit, is I turned on the FLFE service at this Airbnb location uh, in Sedona. And so Sedona already, I think, is around 340 uh, on the scale of consciousness. You might have remembered that calibration if we we mentioned it last week with uh, Clayton's solo show uh, versus LA, which last we checked was like uh, 240, I believe. Don't quote me on these numbers, but roughly that. So on a logarithmic scale, Sedona is hundreds if not thousands of times higher in consciousness than los angeles california it's not a judgment call it's just an evaluation and an observation based on kinesiology and the scale of consciousness however no matter where i am wherever i travel to i'm definitely going to have the service flfe applied to where i am what's really cool is once you sign up for the service you can go in and actually change your location so if you go stay in a hotel or here or there you can put it on uh, at that location and then switch it back to your house whenever you get back there. So super cool. So check it out, flfe.net slash Luke. And, uh, I don't know if you can do this on the free trial, but once you have the service, you can do a daily boost, which is really, really cool. And, uh, I have fun doing those boosts. I time them right before I, you know, have a tough conversation perhaps, or even just when I have to sit down and do some creative work or some work like this that requires me to be upbeat and focused I love to turn on the FLFE uh, boost. It's really cool. Okay, so what's coming up next? We've got a solo show on Friday. I have no idea at this point what I'm going to be talking about. (laughs) I'll probably record that later today after I look at my notes. Then Tuesday, oh man, this is going to be a great show. It's a second time guest on Tuesday. It's called The Neuroscience of Stress. How to Meditate Like a Monk in Minutes with New Calm featuring Jim Poole. Now, Jim was a huge hit last time he was on the show. A lot of people got pumped about New Calm and how it works. And then they went to the website and saw the price and were like, I I can't do that. Can't roll with that. So Jim's going to be talking about the new version of New Calm and just neuroscience in general. What triggers us? What causes stress? I mean, right now the world, as you may have noticed, is pretty insane. And so uh, next week's episode is really going to be helpful if you're someone who wants to learn how to mitigate stress and meditate and just recover and relax more. And I'm noticing as I'm out here in the middle of the desert, um, I'm just so much more chill than I was uh, in the middle of that big old city called Los Angeles. You know, Low EMF, sparse population, beautiful nature, some weather, got a little rain. It's getting chilly out, going outside, doing my, this is kind of like cryotherapy because I walk around with very little clothing when it's, you know, 40 degrees or whatever. And it feels amazing. Um, so I'm doing my part to deal with the stress of life by relocating, using the FLFE service. I use my new Calm app uh, just about every day. I think. I used to, you know, I never like to exaggerate or lie. When I say I do something every day, I'm like, is that actually true? Is, is that over 200? And I, I'm going to just start saying things like I use Newcom almost every day because I'm sure every once in a while I miss a day. But I also combined the Newcom with um, the Lucia light. Those of you that remember that episode, so now I've got the Newcom, put that in the headphones, put on the Lucia light, have a full DMT experience and come out and just feel like a completely new man. It's incredible. So there's so many tools available to us and I love discovering them and I love sharing them with you, not the least of which being the FLFE service that you just heard about during this episode. So stay tuned as I traverse the planet, finding all the best of the best and uh, vetting it and pre-qualifying it. And once it passes, sharing the person behind it or the modality or device or technology directly with you. It's kind of like, uh, it's my gig, you know, immersive journalism, find all the cool things, share them with the world. It's a really fun job and I'm so blessed to be able to do it. Uh, this is what I would be doing for free, honestly. <laughs> so, Now, thank you for supporting my sponsors and supporting the show and, and the various ways that you do, you know, sharing it with your friends and family, texting people links to the episodes, posting them on social media. It is all noticed. It's all very much appreciated uh in the current climate of totalitarian censorship which i imagine is only going to be getting worse and worse um the way things are looking uh, uh in terms of politics legislation etc uh you know i'm trying to keep my nose clean here and speak the truth without getting myself deplatformed and kicked off the internet so it's a it's a fine balance there and i guess if that happens it happens but What makes it possible for me to continue doing the work I'm doing is the support from people like you, from listening, sharing the episodes, leaving the reviews on iTunes, all that stuff. But more than anything, when you want to support your health by purchasing products from our sponsors, that's really what keeps the lights on here. So let's go ahead and give them a thank. We've got Olipop, one of our newer sponsors, and I got a couple of these in the fridge waiting to be cracked open right now. Uh, because I have to record a promo for them. (laughs) In the promo, I wanted to actually be drinking one, so I'm going to be doing that. Uh, You can go to drinkolipop.com slash Luke. That's drinkolipop. That's O-L-I-P-O-P, olipop slash Luke, and use the code Luke at checkout to claim your deal. You get 20% off from olipop.com slash Luke. So if you like soda, but you don't want to drink poison, I would recommend trying that one. Then we've got our friends over at Sovereignty. You can find them at sovereignty.co/luke. These guys have a really cool deal. Now, usually I get a discount for you guys, right? These guys are like, no, we don't do discounts, but here's what we'll do. If someone, if one of your listeners buys our product and they don't like it, we'll refund them and purchase one of their favorite supplements for them and buy them that and give their money back. I don't know. These guys are nuts. What are you gonna do? They believe in their products that much. That's sovereignty.co slash Luke. They've got one particular adaptogenic herbal powder in a handy little travel patch. It's called Dream, and it is very soothing and very calming to the nervous system. You can use it for sleep, but sometimes I just use it if I get too hyped up on caffeine and modafinil and all the other crazy shit that I do every day. And, sometimes I tip it a little too far on the scale. You know what I'm saying? Get too hyped. Take some of that sovereignty.co slash Luke dream product and calm my ass down. Last but not least, our friends over at justthrivehealth.com, those spore-based probiotics. If your gut is wrecked, which it's likely if you grew up eating a standard American diet or actually any standard diet in the world right now, probably wrecks your gut. If you want to restore your gut health, just uh, justthrivehealth.com is the place to do it. The discount code there is Luke15 and that saves you 15% off. And that, my friends, I think is it. I'm going to close this one out. I want to thank the guys at FLFE. Again, if you want to check out the service, that's flfe.net slash Luke. It's a free trial. Man, what do you got to lose? Check it out. And uh, I want to commend you for, you know, taking the time to explore consciousness and all of the different healing modalities that we discuss here on the show and thank you so much for your support in every way that you support me and the work that i'm doing all right be back next week right back in your eardrums with another amazing episode of the life stylist podcast